for the time. This is tea time. Make a difference. One cup at a time. So be sure to grab your tea, grab a seat, and tune in to Miss Liz. Tea time. Making a difference. One cup at a time. Welcome back. We are here for evening tea time. That's right. We did this morning. We did this afternoon. Now we're here for evening tea. And I am joined with Ashley Ursley. She's a writer, an editor, an author, and she's a lover of chocolate. That's right. I said chocolate. So for all you chocolate lovers out there, we're going to talk some chocolate tonight. So let me get a little bit of Ashley on her bio, and then we're going to get some of the disclaimer, all that good stuff. And we're just going to spill and make a mess tonight. It's evening. I'm tired. And but I want to do a nice, deep, spooky, suspense thriller tea time tonight with the amazing guest, Ashley. Disclaimer for Miss Liz's Tea Time Live Show. Miss Liz, myself, is going live using StreamYard. Before leaving a comment, please grant StreamYard permission to see your name at StreamYard.com. Please be advised that the content brought forward for any tea time show hosted by myself, Miss Liz, is always brought forward in good faith. However, may bring forward dialogues and opinions that are not representative of my platform. The facts and information are perceived to be accurate at the giving time of airing. All tea time guests and audience participants are responsible for using their good judgment and taking any action that may relate to the discussion. The content brought forward may include discussions for some where they may be emotionally at risk. Significant to know that this show is engaging in discussion forms only to offer inspire awareness and connection and is not providing therapeutical advice. If you have any questions about the disclaimer or the panelist discussion, you may freely contact me, Miss Liz, through my email at bookingmissliz at gmail.com. Moving forward, should you choose to voluntarily participate in tonight's show in any aspect, I myself, Miss Liz, welcomes you. And should you decide that the show is not made for you at this time, I respect those wishes and will see you at a later show at a later date and time. And again, all tea times are in 2023 are done on Thursday, 10, 3, and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If it's done not on a Thursday, it's a surprise guest or a rescheduled tea time, which is done on a Monday or Tuesday. So now a little bit on Ashley. Well, Ashley Ursley grew up in Georgia, where she spent most of her time running wild in the woods of her backyard, building forts up to create her own fantasy world, obsessing over books and experimenting with her writing. Today, she lives in Colorado with her dog and still spends spends her time devoting any devouring any book she can get her hands on writing and editing for her clients at early early's editing llc in may of 2021 she graduated with a distinction from in english with an emphasis in creative writing she also enjoys snowboarding, exploring, annoying her dog, constantly eating chocolate, and sharing her writing adventures on Instagram. Her thriller suspense short story, Chasing Hair of Gold, won first place in the 2016 Writer's Digest Popular Fiction Award. As a writer, she learned and she leans into fantasy or horror due to her love of all things creepy. As an editor, she loves a little bit of everything when it comes to fiction. 
give her that steamy forbidden romance, give her vampires, or even that young lovey-dovey stuff with all the twists and turns. So now let me get her in here so she can spill a good twist and turn, cho chocolate kind of tea tonight. <laughs> so welcome, Ashley. Hi. I, I swear sometimes my tongue just twists, right? Like I got all these words in front of me and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. I just sound like a bobblehead sometimes. Sometimes my listeners out there must be saying, Miss Liz, slow down. The worst is when you have to read something that's in front of you. I'm like, that's when I trip up instead of when I'm actually just talking like this. Right? Yeah, I just like face to face because when I have to read from a script or read from a bio, I'm just like, am I going to say it right? Am I going to pronounce it right? Is my tongue going to say it or twist it all up? Exactly. <laughs> it is just crazy, right? Uh, Ashley, I want to get into who you are as who you were as a little girl and who you are now. Oh, interesting question. Um, so my bio is very, very much represents who I was as a kid. I was constantly in my parents' backyard, running around building forts with my brother, um, and just kind of fell into writing when I was fourteen. Um, you know, one of the I was one of those Wattpad kids, so <laughs> I fell into that. And now today, I'm more of a, I guess, serious writer, if you want to call it that. Um, work more in publishing. I edit for clients and know a lot, a lot more about craft than I did when I was younger. <laughs> so, so you're into editing now. So what what age were you when you got into that, Ashley? Uh, when I right when I graduated college, so I started uh, early editing in 2021, right after I graduated in May, so probably like June or July. So Ashley, how long have you been in the book fields? I've been writing since I was 14, so I don't know if that is when I would say that I like entered the writing book community. Um, but I really like got immersed in the publishing industry and uh, the book community in full, probably like in a very serious way because of my company in 2021. And I haven't slowed down since. <laughs> so uh, when was your first book published, Ashley? I published my first book, I think when I was like 15 or 16. Um, oh, well, look at you go. Yeah, so that's not available anymore. I took both of the books that I had published when I was young off the market. Uh, as soon as I started rebranding with my new books, um, once I learned about writing craft and everything like that. Um, but I think it was when I was 15 or 16 that I self-published my first book. A look at there. I, I asked that question because for all the listeners out there, my young, my young listeners, I, I want to encourage them to write. I want to encourage them to just get out and write a book get it published you know Absolutely. and if you need any help you can go out to ashley and get her to help you with editing uh i have checked your website ashley and you have some incredible books that you wrote so do you want to start talking about the ones gradually and then we'll get to the one that it was featured in the little intro video oh of course so i um have a couple of them behind me right now but i have others that are ebooks. Um, so I have one that is about how to launch a book. Um, so it's, I think it's called the, the writer's guide to launching a book. It's basically how to create your author platform and to successfully launch your book upon publication. I also have a show don't tell guidebook that talks about the show don't tell technique in full, um, with examples and notes that writers can take. And then I have, a short story out in um, Out of the Cauldron, and my short story that's included in that fall anthology is called Sugar, Spice, and Not So Nice. <laughs> um, so it's like a cutesy fall romance um, that's set in Sleepy Hollow, in the town of Sleepy Hollow, and things are not what they seem with that romance. And then my latest book that just came out, it is called Heart of Schools, and it's a suspense horror novel about the evolution of a serial killer. Yeah, when I read that, I was like, ooh, this is going to be juicy. <laughs> it's for all the true crime lovers out there. <laughs> so, Ashley, I see that you have the book in the back of you. Could you hold it up, The Heart of Skulls? Yes. 
So, so could you tell us a little bit about the design on the top and who created it? Oh, yes. So this is Bianca from Book Moon Press that she's the one that did this gorgeous cover. Um, I absolutely love it. I'm obsessed with how she designed the cover. And every time I look at it, I'm just amazed by how pretty it is. But I might be biased. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's got flowers on the cover. And then the center is a skull. And then there, the title is Heart of Skulls. And then there is a bit of blood that's coming down from the school the, from the title itself. So when you wrote that book, how long did it take you to write it, Ashley? Oh gosh. I want to say like probably a full year or close enough to a full year. I was in college when I started writing Heart of Skulls and I, when I graduated, I started my company. So this kind of was like stuffed in a drawer for a little while um, before I finally decided that it was time to publish and pulled it back out of the drawer and started working on it again. Um, it was a very, very rough first draft. Um, <laughs> so I uh, did hire my own editor after working on it for several, several months um, and worked closely with my editor to get it finished and for it to look as pretty as it does now. Um, like the design inside and everything is also gorgeous. Um, they did a lot. She did a lot of details with the interior, which I love. Oh. So we've got like, um, got a heart over here and then got some blood splatter on the other side. And if you look closely, there's like a skull inside the blood. <laughs> so do you like skulls? Yes. <laughs> the creepier, the better. <laughs> I kind of figured that because the skulls on the on the book, right? But mm -hmm. sometimes the colors. Did you choose the colors for the cover? No, I um, basically gave her like an outline of that. I definitely wanted a skull on the front, and then I wanted to integrate blood in some way. So that's how she got the the dripping blood. And then she did um, red flowers to kind of bring out and like emphasize the blood a little bit more. And I think it turned out really great. And it also, the flowers also represent uh, a painting that one of the characters does in the book as well. Oh, wow. So we have a question here for you, Ashley. So do you work with other editors when you're writing your own books? Yes, I hired my own editor for line editing, formatting, and proofreading. Because um, even... As a professional, I know that I'm too close to my story to catch everything. So I'm not going to be a hypocrite and not hire an editor to get my own work published. <laughs> well, I think that that's really an important thing that you just brought up. Too close to the story, right? Mm -hmm. I, because sometimes when we write our stories, if we're checking it and we're doing the editing, then we're just like, no, it's good. It's But somebody else, another eye can catch little details and kind of push you to change the the way the sentence or the structure is built or the, the scene or, and all that, right? Exactly. Because like sometimes, especially if it's your own story, you're going to gloss over certain things that like misspellings and things like that. Or maybe you meant to say one word and you put another word down, um, you know, so it's just like one of those funny things that our brain plays tricks on us with, with when it comes to writing our own stories and stuff, we think that it's perfect. So our brain thinks the same thing and we just gloss over all the mistakes that are there. So we have another question. Uh, what age category is your book targeted at? It's adult, definitely adult. Um, there are a list of trigger warnings in this book. Um, it is supposed to read like a true crime documentary because um, you're going through the evolution of a serial killer, but it doesn't involve in any investigation. It is just from the killer's point of view as you're going through him basically losing his sanity <laughs> so is this the first time you read a book on a serial killer uh first time i've written a book on a serial killer i watch a lot of true crime though so i felt very confident going into this well, I and, I kind of, and well researched <laughs> and i kind of see a pattern in november if you look at all the guests that are coming on in in november there's a lot of true crimes that are coming to the table <laughs> So it. when I went and I did the research on a Skull of Hearts, I was like, oh, my goodness, there's a serial killer. There's a there's another crime. I was like, OK, I get it. There's crime in November. <laughs> it's spooky season. You have to have all the right vibes. <laughs> right. Skip Halloween. We go into November and we get spooky and we get creepy. Like, 
I, I noticed that with all of the guests that are coming in November, you all had like a like a crime story, like in your story or a part of your story, or that you have written. So, so you also have the, another beautiful book beside you. Do you want to share a little bit on that one? Yes. So this also just came out recently. Um, it is called Out of the Cauldron, and my short story that's included in here. Again, is sugar, spice, and not so nice, but there are 24 other authors in here as well. So we have a very thick fall fantasy anthology going on here, but it was super fun to write a short story in here and be part of such a very, very thick and fun book to write, to come together as a community and make something so fun. So I thoroughly enjoyed this and it gave me the ability to go from really creepy and eerie from a serial killer to write something like cutesy and fun <laughs> um, until the end. Um, I had to put a dark twist in there, but it is cutesy and fun for the majority of the short story. <laughs> so let's talk about those twists and turns, Ashley. What is it about the twists and turns that gets your attention? I, I'm always down for a good plot twist when I'm reading. So I guess I cater to people that also enjoy those kinds of stories. Um, Cause I guess, you know, a lot of people write what they know or what they like. So because I like twists and dark turns, I tend to write those, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think it's really cool that, you know, there's a little twist in everything. You know, just when you think you know the answer and then shoom, there's a twist yes. that comes. You got to make I'm, it fun and exciting. Keep readers on their toes. You can't, you can't let them, you can't let them just sit there and fall asleep while they're reading your story. <laughs> so do you put it at the end of the books that uh, you, you put the twist so that maybe there's a second book coming? Uh, I did not do that for Heart of Skulls. It is a one-off for um, my short story. It's also just a short story. So I did just include it just as an ending um i haven't written a series yet but i do have ideas for a series but i definitely wouldn't stick to horror i'd probably go fantasy after the, after this <laughs> so that's what i that's what i started getting into when i first started writing was that i was strictly fantasy and then i evolved into horror during college because i majored in creative writing so for anyone that's listening could you share a little bit about creative writing the steps of it um it's going to be different wherever you go but in college um for my classes specifically for english i had to pick a track so i chose creative writing and i went through from intro creative writing all the way to advanced uh in my advanced we went from basically writing short stories and poetry and all this other stuff to by my advanced class i had to write a forty thousand word book within a semester um, <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> very rigorous process. Um, it was either you met your deadline with that word count or you were failing the class. Um, I did, I did graduate. So I did make it through that <laughs> word count. It was just a very long, tiring semester. <laughs> you got me on my toes here. I'm like already twist and turns, right? Like, uh, yeah, so that was. That was that syllabus in itself was a twist and turn. <laughs> you know when you when I hear the word twist and turn, I think of licorice. You know, the, twist, <laughs> the twisters. I don't know why, but oh, my mind just went to, to licorice. Maybe I need a piece of licorice. <laughs> now you need something sweet. Halloween was a couple days ago, <laughs> and that's what I gave the kids was twisters. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why where the licorice just come in. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, my mind just all over just whoop goes down there so you did talk about word challenges I noticed on the editing website that you do have a word challenge part of the website so is yes. that like a contest or something that goes on no we um we sell products on our website so we do have word challenges that word count challenges that people can purchase. Um, they're just like sheets of paper that they can print and then they can basically color out uh, a typewriter to keep track of how many words they are into their book. Um, so it's like challenges for them. Ooh. Kind of catered to uh, National Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo. Um, so people that find those usually do those challenges. So as they get in the different stages of the book, they color this typewriter? Yes. 
Well, that's interesting. That's really different. <laughs> so it's almost like paint by number, right? You, you get this yeah, part done of. and you do yeah, kind of, because it's like, okay, I wrote a thousand words today. I get to mark off a typewriter. <laughs> well, that's really, I like that. That's different. That's really creative. Thank so you. who came up with, who came up with that? You or your team? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much anything that goes on the website is me. Um, in terms of my team, it's usually, I get a manuscript and then I hand it off to them whenever, it, like for scheduling purposes. So for, to go through a manuscript, how long does it usually take your team to go through it? It honestly depends. Um, so anything that's below 100,000 words will do within four weeks um, if you're just doing one service. Um, if it's over 100,000 words, it takes six weeks. We do have um, full service editing packages. So if you want to go from the developmental editing stage to line editing and proofreading, that's like a four to five month process because we have to go through the manuscript, provide feedback, give it back to the, the author. They make any necessary changes. They send it back a month after that. And then we go through the process over and over. <laughs> wow. And you're saying all these big numbers and I'm thinking, oh, that's a lot of words. Because I, I write books and I'm just like, oh, how many words am I writing? You, you really <laughs> don't realize how many words you're writing until you put it into the word count. And then you're like, oh, that's yes. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you can pat yourself on the back and go, okay, I did, I, you know, wrote X many words, which is nice. <laughs> right. Like when you see like a little book, you're like, oh, I don't know how many words I wrote. Like, did I write 500 words? But then when you do a post on social media, they they only allow basically 500 words. So those little posts, and then if you write a little book, there's roughly what, three, 4,000 words? For, for, for a like book. just, yeah, just for like a, a book. Pro Roughly about this size, Ashley. So how many um, words do you think? I have no idea. <laughs> it looks like a little pamphlet. I just know that like a standard novel is 60,000 words. So I have no idea. <laughs> so is that the going rate for a novel is 60,000? It's 60,000. So it depends on like genre and stuff too. But that's like the standard for novels is 60,000 words. So how many different genres are there for the listeners out there? Oh, there's an endless number of them because you, then you get into subgenres and then it gets disastrous. Because, I mean, if you just look at fantasy subgenres, it goes on. The list goes on forever, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you can get into fantasy Vikings or Nordic fantasy. And like there's just there's so many different kinds of genres. It's insane. So what fantasy do you like writing in? I like to do more like before I haven't written fantasy in a while, but when I was writing fantasy, I really enjoyed young adult fantasy. Um, but now as an editor, I like to, I like to edit any kind of fantasy novels. So I think that my, once I start writing in fantasy again, I will probably be playing with a lot of different subgenres. So, and I noticed in your bio, you said lovey dovey. So what's a lovey dovey book? <laughs> I very much appreciate romance, even, I mean, even Heart of Skulls kind of has a romance in it between the main characters, Scott and Natalie, even though it doesn't turn out the way that everyone would like it to turn out. <laughs> um, so I do enjoy a good romance book at, pretty often, actually. Fantasy and romance is where we really shine at early editing. So those are the two that we really focus on, even though we'll take anything fiction, we do enjoy editing fantasy and romance so we have a question here when picking a character for your books do you pick a name that you already know or some a name that you would like to know I pick a name that I would like to know <laughs> I try to avoid using names of people I already know because then we all you know most writers get the question of oh did you include me in a book or did you write about me and then it's like okay, I used your name, but you're an evil person, um, even though you're not that way in real life. <laughs> so Just for I, my book, you are. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, like, use the baby name generators that, you know, you can just search up on Google because I'm terrible at naming, um, like, characters, too. Like, I just, like, look around until something seems to fit that character. And that's exactly what I did with Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I know with Scott, and I'm like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> you might just be that serial killer. <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking, Scott. Don't 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 take that to heart. <laughs> You're gonna get a call after this. 
that would be creepy. <laughs> We're going into the creepy now. So we want to get into the creepy section. So what is creepy for you? Oh, um, I suppose serial killers, because I watch a lot of true crime to kind of like, I guess, understand what's going on. Um, I love a good monster. Uh, I watched a lot of horror movies this last October to get into the Halloween mood. <laughs> um, clowns are very creepy. Like I just, there's like a broad spectrum. I love anything that is like a, like suspense horror, that's psychological horror. Um, anything like that is really my cup of tea. Oh, I like it. She threw in that cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> we do it on tea time. We just slide those teas in. <laughs> Since you slid the tea in, Ash, and, <laughs> since you slid it in and you spilt it already a little bit, if I give you the letter T-E-A, what words would you give me for your tea tonight? Okay. For T-E-A, I would do teach, edit, and then I think ah for like the A because I tend to like have some kind of stage of panic throughout my day because I usually have so much to do <laughs> because I am editing and uh, teaching as I edit as well. So it's usually just like all compiled together and that's like my day in and day out. <laughs> so there's your big, ah. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> like, uh... I've never heard before. So that's a new one. That, that's a panic. Good one. <laughs> we're serving a different tea tonight. I told you guys all of that. Like we're doing suspense and thriller tonight. So <laughs> <laughs> you gave me you gave me teach and edit we know that you're an editor so wh where's the teaching come in where's the teach coming so i like to think that i do teach my clients so i focus on developmental editing myself which focuses on content and big picture when it comes to your book um and because of that i write very long editorial letters <laughs> to kind of go from start to finish go through everything from your title the genre if you're writing in the correct genre or what genre i think you're writing in more than the other um i write a very long editorial letter um so i would say that that's where like my teaching comes in but i also did train the two editors that are on my team um to become editors so they went through a six-month program oh, um before becoming part of my team. I like that you did that six month program. It's mm -hmm. not like you just went out and hired somebody. You actually gave them the training in that. Yeah. And they still are doing training. They both are doing that. We all do either like a, like webinars and stuff that I'll purchase through the, the editorial freelancers association. Um, so we have like constant teachings that we're going through and stuff. And that's only going to continue in 2024. So I want to talk to you now about uh, Early's editing bookish shop. So is that like where your store, like where you buy books, where you buy merchandise? What's that about? Yeah. So we have uh, merch on there that's catered to writers mostly. So again, the word count challenges that are on there. We also offer like novel outline planners. So if you're writing fantasy, that can be a challenge because you have to think about a lot of different aspects that you don't think about when you sit down to first start writing. You know, you got to think about world building. So that's such a big thing in fantasy and magic systems. If you're going to include magic systems, there's like a whole, um, a whole lot of stuff that you have to think about before just delving into fantasy most of the time. So we kind of have the, we offer novel outline planners that kind of go through that whole process. And I think we also, we also do t-shirts and mugs and stuff like that. But most of the things that we, the most popular things are the word count challenges and the novel planners. So do you want to let the listeners know what magic systems are? Magic systems are basically, um, if you're writing a fantasy novel that includes any kind of magic, you kind of have to think about the functionality of magic and how that magic can be used or how it's not be able to be used so if you think of like harry potter for example pretty much almost anything is possible in that world but you have to have your wand <laughs> um so things like that you have to think about how magic is used how it's supposed to be used how it's not allowed to be used and a bunch of different things like that yeah, that's the first time i've heard about the magic system so i was just like so it's kind of like building up the scene of what the the magic item can do right like so what the wand would look like and 
yeah. what kind of power it would have or yeah like if it had like lightning that. or sprinkles or yeah or even um like percy jackson like though that's technically a magic system as well with you know who has what power what they're able to do and what they're not able to do so it's about limitations you know what they can achieve what is maybe able to be achieved and like where where the parameters of the magic like stays where they are so now i want to get into the vampires <laughs> <laughs> we already did the skulls now let's get into the vampires so what is it about the vampires so that's a callback to young me um so the reason i even got into reading to begin with was twilight <laughs> so even to this day i can't say no to a good vampire book so what are your top three vampire books out there just Twilight. I'm just going to say Twilight. I know just that's terrible, <laughs> but I even watch the movies now as like a comedy. And I think that they are absolutely hilarious. I said, and the, the writing in the books are awful. So I refuse to pick them up again because I know I'm going to hate it. <laughs> um, but I do, I do love watching the movies. Ironically, I think it's really, they're really funny. <laughs> so Ashley, when you watch a movie, like you watch it the first time, I, I know I'm like this. If I watch a movie and I see like all these cool effects and everything, I'm like, oh, cool. But then I watch it the second time and then I start picking out things. I can be that way. Um, and that's how I got into like making fun of Twilight, I think, is because I watched it the first time at like 12 years old. And I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And now I watch it and I'm like, why is Edward like watching her sleep? That is just like the creepiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so it's like what it's like that. And then I'll watch those movies like just for fun and like have it as background noise and make fun of it the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like that myself. When I watch a movie and I, I, I watch it more than one time and then I start picking things out and I'm just like, well. Why did I even think that was funny to begin with? Or like, you know, like I talked to the TV and my spouse is like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. Why did I like this movie to begin with? <laughs> Why am I subjecting myself to this a second time? <laughs> well, my first movie when I went to the theaters was The Princess Bride. Oh. And I was like, that was the best movie out there. And then I watched it 20 years later and I was like, what was that? Now you watch like the the fake puppet rats that are running around and everything and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so you look at all the different technologies over the transformation and that. And there's been transformation in writing as well over the years, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to get that out there for the listeners that are looking into writing. What are the top three steps to take? Uh, can you be a little more specific? Like, are you talking about like what you should be looking for when you're writing or? Yeah. Like when you're, when you want to write your first, first book, you want to do a first book and you say you want to do like a thriller. So what are the first three steps that they should be looking for? Uh, first, I should definitely research this, the genre because with, with every genre comes expectations from readers. Cause if you're someone that reads thriller, you know how things are you know, broadly supposed to unfold. So I would research the genre. Um, the second thing would be to figure out a title that fits into the genre as well. So it catches the attention of those people that read those types of books. Um, and then after that, I usually recommend outlining as much as you like, can, if you can outline at all, um, just because it does help with those like harder genres, like thriller and mystery. I feel like they're those genres should be like outlined a little bit. So you have an idea of, okay, even if we just like, okay, we're going to start here, we need to get to this point, And then this is how it's going to end. That way you can at least you have some kind of goal set in place and you can meet the expectations in the genre you're writing in. And what about short notes? We have a question here about short notes, short notes. I'm not sure. They want to know if short notes, maybe outline their, their thinking, outlines or short notes i don't know i know i want to look this up because <laughs> i because sometimes people come to me and they're like oh like it's an app or like a writing app or something like that and i'm like i have no idea what that is <laughs> yeah i've never heard of short short notes I'm, I'm i'm guessing keynotes maybe i don't know 
We've been having a lot of people jumping in today. And if you verify who you are, I can put you on to the StreamYard so we can see. Uh, no, he's saying short notes. I'm not sure. I've never heard of it. I haven't either. See, and this is how we learn on Tea Time. We, <laughs> we get questions and we're like, what? Yeah, I have. Is there I something out there we don't know about? Like, yeah, I don't know what short notes are. I don't know if it's like a brief like idea or like summary of like a book. I have no idea. <laughs> I've yeah, never. It might be that. like a summary. Maybe I'm, I'm going to wait for him to answer back. But it, when you're writing, when you're talking about outlines, Ashley, are you talking about like building the platform for each chapter, or like what do you mean by the outlines? Yeah, you can outline each chapter and how you want it to unfold. But even if you just want to do like a broad outline of this is how I want the book to start. This is how I want, you know, the this is the middle point I want it to reach. And here's the ending. Um, a lot of people, a lot of writers outline in a different way where it can be they'll outright outline either the entire book or they'll do it chapter by chapter or they'll do it as they go. Um, just a lot of different ways to outline a book, honestly. Yeah, he's saying summary. For oh, for summary. So, well, summary is usually the the little part where we explain what the book is about. Correct? Yeah, like the blurb and the summary. So, what was the question exactly? How to how to do it? Or I and I think he was because you were talking about outline. So I think he was trying to talk about the summary. So I think he was getting a little mixed up. Oh, okay. Yeah. The. The summary is something you normally, or the summary or book blurb, depending on how, you know, where you are and how you phrase it, um, is based the something you would write at the end after you're done. It's kind of like the query letter. Um, it's the broad scope of what your book is about, and that'll catch the attention of readers um, and stuff like that. So that's not something we edit or anything. I mean, if they include it, I'll proofread it, but I am still, I'm in a coaching class actually right now to get certified to be able to edit people's uh query letters and blurbs and stuff like that but i am not at that point yet <laughs> so there are co uh, coaching programs out there for editing yes there are i'm in a book coaching uh course right now but i'm i'm not using it for that I, they do include an extensive um course on editing and that's what I'm using it for and then to also help authors that are querying because I'd like to be able to help with both um it, both industries self-publishing and traditional publishing so I'm kind of like trying to squeeze in um to be able to help writers that are querying as well so I can be in both have like both feet in both industries <laughs> one foot in both industries <laughs> well it's it's always nice to have that uh, that uh information right so if somebody comes to you you know how to take the steps and all that yeah exactly because i do have people that come to me that i work with a lot of self-publishing authors but i do have authors that plan to tra traditionally publish as well so they will ask me questions and i'm like okay let me like do some research for you and i'll figure it out and get back to you but now i feel like i have enough information under my belt that i would be able to comfortably answer those which i feel like is important in this industry <laughs> So now I want to get into your guidebooks for writers. You have that on your editing site. So yes. are these guidebooks like almost something like the word challenge? Like, is that part of that or is that a different department? No, that's something different. So the show don't tell guidebook is about the show don't tell technique, which is something that I talk about very often in my editorial letters, because there's a lot of showing and not I mean, there's a lot of telling and not showing. Um, so like, for example, if you're trying to say that a character is angry, you shouldn't just write, he was angry. You can write something like he clenched his hands into fists or he, you know, grinds his teeth, something like that, that is more descriptive and visual rather just than just saying he's angry. You want readers to feel that emotion that your character is feeling. Um, and then the writer's the writer's guidebook to launching a book is about how you can create your author platform and get your book in front of as many people as possible when you are publishing. So let's talk about that, Ashley, getting the book seen in front of people. How, how do you go about that? Social media is a big thing, uh, especially TikTok nowadays, <laughs> as much as, you know, we might hate it. I mean, it's so funny to watch other authors post on there and be like, 
okay, I'm going to do a TikTok dance with my book. And they're just like making fun of things. And it's really funny to watch. Um, so social media, um, gathering a dedicated fan base. So if you're going to like have a street team, which is a bunch of people that'll post about your book on their social medias to spread awareness um, is a great way to start a community. Um, doing interviews <laughs> is a great way to spread the word about stuff like that. And there's a lot of different ways to be able to get your book out there. It just takes a lot of time and dedication and just a lot of, uh, basically a lot of time if you're going to be posting on several different platforms, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, and the reason I asked you that question is because a lot of people think, oh, I wrote a book and it's going to just fly. Yeah, no, <laughs> I wish that was the case. <laughs> the amount of hours that I've spent like either doing interviews or posting about my book has been, it's exhausting after a while. Like I've come to like partially hate social media, to be honest. <laughs> it's a lot of work to get a book out there. It is. And it it's not done as soon as, you know, the book has been written or it's published. You have to keep talking about it. You have to keep putting it in front of readers. You have to keep, you know, going to bookstores or doing signings to be able to meet and get your book out to as many people as possible. So we have a question here for you, Ashley. Do you recommend paying somebody to do reviews on your books? No, I don't. Unless you're going to do editorial reviews that's different from doing like paying a, a person on Instagram to do a review. I, if you're going to do it, I would do, if you're going to pay anyone, pay a company that does editorial reviews. So you get a professional review from a professional company rather than going to just any reader on Goodreads or Amazon or TikTok, Instagram, whatever, and paying them to review it. Um, there are plenty of readers that will read and review your book for free, which is where ARC teams come in uh street team and arcs come into play with that so i would not pay for reviews unless it's editorial reviews thank you for saying that because i think that information needs to get out there you know because there's a lot of people as soon as you put a post on instagram about a book you have these bots or trolls or whatever they come in and they're like i can review your book or you can put it on my page and you and then you can pay me and i'm like thinking like you could pay me for my content. <laughs> yeah, the number of DMs and comments that I get with that, I'm just like, I'm just sitting there deleting them the entire time. I'm like, I'm not paying you to post on an account that has a bunch of bot followers <laughs> where it's not going to be seen by anyone. So no, I would not pay anyone for a review unless it's an editorial review. Well, thank you for getting that out there. I really want to watch for my, my listeners out there because there's so many people that will just say, I can do this for you. I can do this for you. If you pay me, pay me, pay me. And they might be end up doing more damage to your book than good. Yeah. Because and it's so hard with, it is hard enough with marketing and promoting yourself as an author and your book. I mean, and to get it on to like another, like a bot Instagram or something doesn't really, it doesn't help you. That's what the unfortunate thing. It's all you that you have to do it or you have to pay for, you're better off paying for an ad on Instagram or Facebook than you are paying someone to review your book. So we have a question for your uh, skulls of hearts, skulls of hearts. Do you uh, go for the genre of Halloween with your book or is it I, love and romance? What, what category are you in? So for Heart of Skulls, it's definitely suspense horror. If you are looking for something that's more Halloween, I do recommend Out of the Cauldron. Um, it is all fall fantasy, um, and there's multiple short stories. 24 authors came together to make this giant, <laughs> this giant book together. Um, so you can get a little bit of everything with this. Um, there's vampires, there's werewolves, there's witches. There's cutesy little fall romances. Um, so this, I would say, is more dedicated for, like, Halloween. This is more, this is going to be horror. <laughs> and it has trigger warnings, so read those. <laughs> so is that going to be, like, in the crime section, like where all the serial killer books are? Uh, it's what, It would be in horror. It would be in, in horror. the horror section, not crime. So, Ashley, I want to talk to you about the wallpaper you have this wallpaper, like, are they stickers? Like, I wasn't sure how that works on your website. Oh, wallpaper? The desktop yeah. wallpaper? So, like, that, can they download these wallpapers and put them onto their onto their platforms? Like, how does that work? 
So they, they can download the wallpapers off of the website and, and use it as their desktop wallpaper. So if you wanted to change the picture on your desktop, you can change it to that. Awesome. So we have a question here. Your title in the Halloween book, Sugar Spice and Not So Nice. How did you get that title? So I wanted to do a cutesy fall romance, but I also wanted to cater to me loving, you know, twists. <laughs> so that you get the sugar and the spice and then you, you get, get the licorice. The, <laughs> you get the not so nice by the end of the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go and eat some licorice after guys. I'm going to be like, Ash, you took me on a twist and turn. I need a licorice. I'm going to go on a licorice bender after this. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know why I was thinking of licorice. I think it's just because it twists, right? Because, so Yeah. Like the, yeah. No. Now, now you're having me think about Twizzlers too. So. <laughs> or that that Christmas candy or that. Uh, yeah. Hard, yes. The hard candy. What is it That's called? like a twist and turn yeah. too, right? Like, <laughs> And just crumple and bite. And yeah. Yeah. It could get pretty creepy eating hollow, uh, Christmas candy as well. So I want to talk about the award that you received in 2016, Reader's Digest Popular Fiction Award. So how, how did that come about? I had entered a contest that Writer's Digest was doing. Um, and I think that that one was a suspense thriller. It's uh, called Chasing Hair of Gold. I know that the, that, that, draft is on writer's digest somewhere i have rewritten it since then but i haven't posted it anywhere i ended up submitting it for a class instead <laughs> um before i graduated so um it's a very old draft i don't know why that draft won an award if i'm being honest <laughs> uh, i have the twist in it <laughs> <laughs> i went back and read it to like revise it and do it like submit it for a class project and I was like this is like there are a lot of plot holes in this I don't know why that they accepted this. <laughs> well don't so, forget that was back in 2016 writing has yeah. changed a lot since then writing has changed a lot since then so maybe I'll give myself a little little bit of wee leeway there but I was like oh my goodness like could I resubmit this and have them post like the new draft on their website <laughs> Well, I think they look for certain things, right? Maybe the title, maybe the title grabbed it. Like, I, I mean, it was, it was more like it was the popular fiction award. So I think that they read the story more than like went off of the title, but. <laughs> so did you submit a lot of stories into Reader's Digest or that was the only one? I, I think that was the only one that I did that year. I have done more since then because a lot of my classes required us to submit our short stories to like magazines or contests. Um, none of them went anywhere, but I do plan on entering more contests this coming year because I've started writing again. <laughs> um, and I will probably use a lot of the, sh the stories that I wrote in college because they could just be fine-tuned and then be well, And they win awards, right? They don't have the plots and they win the awards. So <laughs> no, I know that's what I need. So I want to try like with a plot this time and be like, okay, there's no plot like hole in this one. Let's see what happens. So if anybody would like to submit to Reader's Digest, how does that go? Is there a contest for that? Like where do yeah, you find so that? If you go to Writer's Digest, they bas they basically have a whole section dedicated to contests and competitions. Oh, well, that's cool. I just learned something new. Yeah, there are a bunch of different ones. They do they do it throughout the year. So depending on which one you want to enter, just watch for the date when it'll go up and be open for for submission. So we have a question. Has Ashley ever been in a forbidden love story? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Um, no, thank God Edward has not come into my window and watched me sleep. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, I do love reading those kinds of stories, but I have not been in one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's tuning in because they're not verifying themselves. That all it is is saying they're they're on Twitter. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're checking you out, Ashley. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so when forbidden romance for anybody that doesn't know what forbidden romance is, what is it, Ashley? Um. The shortest answer I can give is that it's basically a Romeo and Juliet type of story. 
you know, where it's, they're not supposed to be together. They want to be together. They're rebellious and they try to be together. And maybe you're, it works out. Maybe it doesn't like in Romeo and Romeo and Juliet. It does not work out. <laughs> um, that's basically forbidden romance. That that is the weirdest question I have ever had on tea time. <laughs> yeah, asking my guess if they've been in a forbidden romance. <laughs> no, I'm a in a very happy, very healthy relationship right now. So there's no forbidden romance going on right now. <laughs> there's no Edwards in her life, guys. No. <laughs> so now I want to get into the chocolate. What is it about? What is it about chocolate, Ashley? So my my writing snack, um, like. Most writers have rituals. My ritual is that I have to either have a cup of tea, ironically enough, Ooh. or a cup of coffee. And my snack of choice while I'm writing is usually mini M&Ms because they're like a mini award as I'm going, <laughs> as I'm writing. So that's where the chocolate plays in. Chocolate is my little motivator for when I'm drafting a book. <laughs> mini M&Ms and tea. She's my kind of girl, I'm telling you. My guests <laughs> today, they were just meant to come and have tea with me. We're just oh sharing God. a lot of good teas. No, <laughs> I've been, so I'm moving um, this next week, and I had I just packed all of my tea boxes and all of my different teas, and I and it filled like an entire like like two grocery bags full because of how much tea I have because I love tea like that's one of my favorite drinks. So <laughs> I'm definitely a tea girly. <laughs> Yeah, I have a whole bottom cupboard that everybody keeps picking on. They're like, Mom, are you going to drink that? I'm just like, I can only drink so fast. Yeah, there's only, when you have multiple boxes, you can only get there so much tea. Like I have a coffee and tea bar that I like have that I put together. Um, oh. It's actually up here, but like you can only see the mugs. Um, but I literally have like a set a shelf that's dedicated to coffee and then another that's dedicated to just tea. <laughs> oh, wow. I like that idea. Tea bar. Yeah, I like it. I'm rearranging this room for next season, season five. So I, you just gave me an idea. Awesome. <laughs> so actually, we're almost at the end here. I want to get into your favorite color. You gave me the color forest green. Why forest yes. green? I find that it's just like very, it's very warm and inviting. And I'm now noticing that I'm almost wearing forest green. as <laughs> I'm in this interview. It's just like a very warm, comforting color to me. Um, my taste in color has like changed over the years and that's just kind of where I've settled with my favorite color. It's gone to forest green. So it's just very, it's just very warm. <laughs> I always love when my guests give me a, a color, but add a nice detail to it because you, they can say blue, green, but when they say forest green, then you, you can picture and you can yeah, visualize no. it. Right. So yeah, it's not I'm trying green. to wear Green, but I don't know if it go. It shows green with the light in here. It looks more like it almost, a black. So, yeah, it almost looks yellow. Yeah, it's it's. It doesn't look green at all, does it? <laughs> <laughs> so when I asked you for one word to describe yourself, and you gave me the word dedicated, why that word? I am very dedicated to my clients when I'm working with their book babies, as I like to call them. Um, and then if I'm going to sit down and write a book, I'm very dedicated to that project. I get like tunnel vision where, <laughs> where it's like, okay, I'm going to finish these edits or I'm going to do this many pages of edits today. And then I'll have tunnel vision when it comes to writing projects too, where I'm like, no, I want to get to like this particular scene today. Cause I just, that's all I can think about. So dedicated in terms of I'm very laser focused and dedicated to making my clients happy, making sure they're satisfied with their edits and then dedicated to staying true to myself in terms of wanting to be a writer. I'm kind of like tucked it away after college to start my company. And I kind of want to have my comp like early editing and my writing career go hand in hand now. So that is hopefully the next step of like next year and the year after that. And hopefully that both of those will be able to be part of my life. Well, that's cool. So Ashley, you also do speaking opportunities and media appearances. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So basically the same thing that I'm doing here now. Um, I uh, do interviews for blogs. I do interviews and stuff for podcasts. Um, I'll do, I do a lot of podcasts mostly. I think is what I normally do is just hop on a podcast and talk and talk to the host, tell them, you know, what I've written or I talk about my editing business and give writer advice um, and editing advice to writers who 
are writing a book or want to write a book or don't know how to go about researching to write a book because writing craft is very broad and there's a lot of different books that you can read on it. Um, so I kind of go in and talk about, you know, my writing career or my editing career. A lot of people who are usually more interested in the editing aspect because there are a lot of questions that writers have in terms yeah. of editing and who they should hire, how they should hire an editor, um, how do they not hire the wrong editor for them. So there's a lot of a lot of that that I do because <laughs> I feel like it's important to find the right editor for you and your book than just hiring anybody. And if anybody would like to get Skulls of Hearts, where could they get that book? Uh, Heart of Skulls is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and really anywhere else because I did publish wide. Um, so it's you can find it as an ebook anywhere. You can find it and order it as a hardback and paperback copies anywhere, really. Um, I haven't gone to try to get them in stores yet because um, I'm moving and I'm socially awkward. So I'm scared to go into Barnes & Noble and be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, like it, I got some books, but I'm moving. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, okay, I can't. I, have, I just haven't done it yet because I've been mostly packing. <laughs> and I'm in the whole night. I've been saying skulls of hearts. I've been saying it backwards, guys. It's heart of skulls. My dyslexia just switches <laughs> things around sometimes. It's that twist and turn, right? I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really sorry oh, about God. that, Ashley. It is the heart oh, of skulls. Totally cool. uh, yeah. So again, if anybody would like to reach any, like to reach out to you to get you to speak or for appearances and that, where's the best place to reach you? Uh, usually an Instagram DM, honestly. Um, Cause I'm, my early editing email is for clients. I'm not going, I, it's not likely for me to answer an email through that unless it's a client. Um, so forget about those emails, but if you send me an Instagram DM, uh, we'll, I will probably answer within like a week or so. <laughs> so Instagram guys, reach her out on Instagram and no, no, well, no creepy Edwards there. No, <laughs> we're keeping the creepy guys away. <laughs> so Ashley, what is your final message to everybody tonight? Ooh, that is an interesting question actually. Um, I don't know. Maybe just go out and go out and write. It's NaNoWriMo. Go celebrate. Go write your words. Go achieve your goals this month. Because, I mean, it's such a crazy month of support, of writers supporting everyone. And um, everyone's doing something, whether it's editing or writing. And get they have a set goal and everyone's cheering them on. So I'm definitely, I might not be participating in NaNoWriMo, I, but I am cheering everyone else on. So if you are doing NaNoWriMo, just keep writing. What is that? National Novel Writing Month. Elizabeth, you should know that you're an author. <laughs> Everywhere. How can you avoid it? It's the second of November. That's kind of like over my head. <laughs> you can't avoid it. It's the second. It's the second of November. Everyone's posting about her now. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, my mind is so focused on this licorice. I don't know what it is. I think it's I'm getting tired. I need I need sugar. I don't know. It's like, what is she? I just kind of zoned out for a second there. She's early, so she can go get licorice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! I was just like, I, I, I totally zoned out for a second. I am so sorry, Ashley. Like, I, like, what is she? What? Where are we going with this? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so check it out. The second week of November, correct, is when it's over. No, no, it goes from it goes for the whole month of November. So it starts November first and ends on the last day of November. Well, there we go. Well, I want to really thank you, Ashley, for joining me and all the twists and turns that I put in there tonight. Like, I'm like <laughs> where the heck am I going tonight? <laughs> it's been a long day. I don't know. It's just oh, it's one of I those really days. Want- it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just really want to thank everybody for tuning in. And for everyone that has sent questions in tonight, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Without all of you guys, I could not do this. Uh, we will be back next week, same time, same place. And we'll do three new TEAs. And if you'd like to know the lineup for November, the whole list, you can check out my website at www.misslizesteatimes.com. If you'd like to reach Ashley and her website, Ashley, do you want to read it out before we close up? Yeah, so my author 
website is ashleyearly.com. Um, my last name is spelled a little weird, though. It's E-A-R-L-E-Y <laughs> um, instead of just spelled the normal way for early. And then my editing website is early, spelled that weird way again, editing.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I will see everybody next week, same time, same place, and we'll do this all over again.